Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be doing a wrap-up for the year of 2022. I am going to be referring to the zodiac signs and some of the themes that the signs have experienced before. I'm also going to be referring to different transits we've had. And so it's very important to note that I use the sidereal Vedic system of astrology. And if you're wanting to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on media, and then astrology now, and I have a podcast embedded there. So take note of that. <laughs> We're using the sidereal system. And I... Yes. So we're going to review a little bit. We're going to talk about transits. I'm going to talk about some of the main themes for the signs and we're going to process a little bit. We're going to process the year, contemplate, philosophize. And at the end, I'm also going to pose some questions. And so when we get to that portion, I recommend either sitting down with a journal or a notebook and pausing the recording to really take time to reflect, or you can write the questions down and take time to reflect later. But I really encourage everyone listening to take time to do a 2022 recap, rather it be with this podcast or someone else's podcast. I really do believe that every single day is an opportunity to start over, to leave something behind and step new you know, into a new direction. I've done that so many times in my life where I've decided that something had to change. I stopped doing it that day, woke up the next day, you know, began my trek forward. I'm sure that so many of you listening have as well. Sometimes deep change just kind of happens, right? And something really special happens when a collective energy, when a lot of the population is behind something. And the new year is a time where so many people come together to release, to let go, to process, to reflect, and to set intentions for the year to come. And I think it's such an amazing thing to have so many people here on earth with that same, you know, thought, with that same energy, with that same intention. So I definitely encourage it. I also encourage reflection because so much of our life can go unnoticed. You know, amazing experiences can happen and maybe we experience them and we pull them out to think about every once in a while, but we don't really get to appreciate them glistening in the sun like maybe we should. Or maybe we forget about the magical moments that happen every day. You know, and suddenly it becomes mundane. But when we really look at it, it's something so magical. We miss it. You know, we can miss it because we're caught up in our day-to-day -day life and what we're doing and the conversations we're having in social media. Good Lord, being bombarded with messages all the time. We lose sight of the little things that happen every day that make our life really, really magical. And so I love these opportunities to reflect and to find gratitude and to revel in the moments that may seem ordinary, <laughs> but actually um, are what make life worth living, looking forward to, what, make it, what makes it special. So hopefully I've convinced you, again, it doesn't need to be this podcast, but any podcast to take time to revel in your beautiful life. Um, 
2022. (sighs) The end of an era. (laughs) And I say that because Saturn has been in Capricorn. Saturn has been in the sidereal sign of Capricorn since 2020. In 2020, Saturn entered Capricorn with the planet Pluto. Capricorn is the sign of government structures, of what holds our society together, of the economy, of wealth, money, finances, but again, structures, government. That's what I think of when I think of Capricorn. And there were some, there were a few planets that cycled through Capricorn. There was Saturn, Jupiter, and of course, Pluto. Pluto specifically, it's this planet of death and rebirth. It breaks things down so that there can be something new that grows. And this is on a global level, right? This isn't just for the United States. It's not just for one specific country. It's the globe. And Saturn, of course, is karma. It represents karmic matters. It brings issues to the surface for us to reckon with, as I've been talking about for the last couple of years. And so Saturn stays in a sign for two and a half years. It entered again in 2020. Excuse me. And for a few of those months, Saturn had retrograde, or excuse me, Saturn had moved into Aquarius. It was in Aquarius for a few months, and then it retrograded back into Capricorn. So again, for a great majority of the time between 2020 and now, Saturn has been in Capricorn, kind of bringing these issues to the surface, imposing its limitations in an extreme way. And revealing things about the government, revealing things about the structures that may not be working, beliefs that may not be working. And in our own personal lives, we may have experienced limitations, which, you know, we'll we'll kind of come back to. But for 2022, Saturn has been in Capricorn. Um, It's been bringing about these serious matters, you know, kind of forcing us all to be more serious in our decision making, to be more serious about what we commit to what we invest our time, energy, resources into. Saturn and Capricorn causes us to reflect on these things in various areas of life, depending on the sign. And so in January of 2023, which we'll talk all about next month in January, we'll do a New Year celebration, Saturn's going to move into Aquarius, which is such a different energy. But it's important to reflect now. Right before moving forward, taking a moment to review, reflect, assess, so that we can get the full benefit out of where we're going. So that was one major transit for 2022. We had Jupiter in Pisces. Jupiter in Pisces, it's in its own sign. And of course, Jupiter is the planet of expansion, generosity, luck, fortune, prosperity, It's in the sign of Pisces, which has this kind of dreamy aspect. Um, Definitely a healing aspect as well. Very, very spiritual. It has this very spiritualizing effect. I think that there's definitely been a rise of people being interested in spirituality and having transcendental experiences. Um, And perhaps that was you. You know, perhaps that happened in your own life as well. Rahu and Ketu. Rahu entered the sign of Aries. Ketu entered the sign of Libra. Wow, what a dynamic energy. This has really brought about this kind of pioneering spirit, independent spirit. And I think that we've seen around the world leadership changing, uh, global connections changing, 
how we relate to other countries and other world leaders changing. And there's also been a lot around relationship. Aries is all about the self, the personal identity, the personal ego, mission in life, you know, that personal drive. And Libra is all about the other diplomacy, relationship, harmonizing. We've seen so many big relationships break up and separate. We've also seen so many people come into very serious relationships and get married. Issues from the past involving relationships coming up. So it's been a really big year astrologically. I would say that a lot of it, when we're looking at it from a global level, it's about the international relationships, international connections, how we're viewing one another, how we're viewing policy, law. Of course, Pisces has a lot to do with that as well, being ruled by Jupiter. Um, There's also been a lot around like health and healing, which also Aries has a lot to do with health and wellness as well. So that is a recap in a nutshell, just looking at some of the big transits. We also had Neptune, Uranus, and Mars conjoin in the spring, which brought about sudden shocking events in our personal lives. I know that as an astrologer because I have readings booked and we talk about it. And then around the world as well, there was a lot of conflict and a lot of tension and people working to manage impulse and control. It's what it's all about. Mars is the planet of war, power, violence. Uranus is the sudden unexpected energy. It's also very revolutionary. Of course, Rahu expedites things. It brings karmic matters to the surface. And of course, we cannot fail to remember that this was happening in the nakshatra of Barney, right? And Barney is the female yoni, female reproductive organ. And as we've been talking about, as we talked about, you know, well before this happened, this asterism can bring about karmic matters involving reproduction, women, women's rights, reproductive issues, what women have access to. This has been a huge theme this year in so many countries in so many ways. In our own personal lives, there may have been something around birth, And it doesn't have to be a literal birth. It could have been some sort of breakthrough that you've had or an idea that you've had. Could also be a new relationship being born or business being born, book being born, something like that. Powerful, powerful year. And we are preparing to move towards a year that has a lot of focus on the collective, a lot of focus on things changing and evolving and moving forward, a greater emphasis on humanitarian efforts. And I think health and healing. I think that there is going to be some really cool breakthroughs when it comes to life extension, wellness, things like this. So this is definitely something we can keep an eye on. And again, pay attention in January because I'm going to post some predictions, which I think is always a fun and interesting time. But that is the astrology in a nutshell. Briefly looking over the 12 zodiac signs, and this is going to be super, super brief. I don't think I'm even going to timestamp them. Aries this year has sidereal, sidereal Aries, moon or ascendant, not sun sign, not Western sun, sidereal moon or ascendant. Aries has this focus on the self, personal identity who they are, who they want to be, who they are manifesting. There may be relationship issues from the past coming up, or it could be meeting somebody from the past or from a past life. There's been this huge focus on your career, 
your work, what you're doing may have also affected home, land, real estate, property. Taurus has had this huge connection to things from the past, reckoning with old habits, old behaviors. There may have been energy around health and healing, huge for spirituality and spiritual development. Saturn being in the ninth puts this energy on Dharma, your mission, what it is that you're here to create, what moves you, what do you feel inspired by? It could also have an impact on teachers, teacher relationship, things like that. And I want to say for Taurus, there's a huge focus on long-term goals, hopes and wishes, friendships, connections, who you surround yourself with. Gemini. Wow. What a year for Gemini. Definitely a huge focus on expansion and the future and what you want out of the future. There may also be a ton of energy around transformation and change. This is a huge flipping year for Gemini when it comes to what they're moving through, what they're letting go of, what they're processing, layers being shed, and their life changing in significant ways. Jupiter in the 10th, it could also show changes around your work, what you're wanting out of work, trying to get closer to your dream job or um, what it is that you want to create out of your career. For Cancer, huge emphasis on relationships. All of the realities of relationship coming to the forefront with Saturn transiting your seventh house for the last two and a half years <laughs> and Pluto here as well. So a lot with relationships, business relationships, business connections, feeling the weight and the reality of what those look like. There may have been even some sort of change or transformation. Rahu and K2 in the 10th and 4th maybe some changes in the home life, maybe there's a move or a renovation or just some things shifting and changing at home or with your mom, memories with your mother coming to the surface to reconcile. Rahu in the 10th, definitely putting a focus on your career, what you want to create, what what's the movement forward, maybe karmic issues coming up around authority even, your own personal authority or you know, if you're an entrepreneur, what you're wanting to do. Jupiter in the ninth was beautiful for a connection with teachers, feeling inspired, maybe even traveling, having some sort of relationship with a teacher blossom. I know I experienced that. Super beautiful. Leo, with Saturn transiting the sixth, this is not the most fun. <laughs> a lot of work, uh, a lot of effort and commitment towards work and manifestation. There may have been some karmic issues coming up with employees or with uh, people that you work with in some way. Maybe they were even having some issues and you were needing to help people get from point A to point B. But again, I know some Leos who have employees or coworkers and they've had some issues. So that could have been a thing. Also issues around health, needing to focus, maybe focusing on getting more strong and robust. Jupiter transiting the eighth, it brings transformation. It also really helps with money through other people. So you may have found that this year actually helped bring some wealth in. Rahu in the ninth, K2 in the third. This can be actually a very mystical experience. This can definitely support knowledge in spirituality or the occult symbols. It can also bring about some travel, maybe even stepping into the role of teacher in some way. For Virgo, having Saturn transits the fifth, the fifth house is the house of fun and romance. And so there may have been some difficulties here and may have felt like a period of time where you were needing to be more serious. You were needing to focus more. You were needing to be more disciplined. Could have also changed your future plans, what you were wanting. You could have had some sort of major change 
transformation in some way. Jupiter transiting the seventh could definitely bring about some necessary changes in regards to relationships some evolutions. Some of us may have experienced some breakups. Some of us may have had someone new come in. It just depends on the planets being transited here. Uh, but there is an emphasis on growth and relationship and intimacy and really what you want long term. Rahu in the eighth, K2 in the second puts an emphasis on wealth and finances, your home life, and also, of course, your transformations. Again, I think the Virgo had a really big year, too, when it comes to change and transformation. When it comes to Libra, having Saturn transit the fourth, it brought all sorts of focus to home, land, real estate, property. Having Saturn aspect the 10th, there could also have been some sort of change or transformation when it comes to work. It may have even felt that there was some sort of stagnation or blocking in some way also. K2 transiting the first, Rahu transiting transiting the seventh, it puts a huge emphasis on relationship, connection, intimacy. Your identity is changing, how you view yourself. It may even feel a little frustrating, you know, because you may be in this period of self-discovery or you're wanting to figure out what it is that you're here to do, what it is that you're here to learn and share. And it could be changing and there may need to be some release of the old you. But again, lots of focus on relationship. This is going to continue into 2023. Jupiter transiting the sixth definitely puts a big emphasis on your health and wellness, resources, money. This was another big area for Libra. Scorpio, having Saturn transit the third house. This puts an emphasis on your willpower and your courage. It also puts an emphasis on travel and exploration. In a big way, there may have been a lot of travel for Scorpio, or there could have even been blocks in traveling or hindrances in some capacity, some sort of delay. Saturn in the third also gets us to be a little bit more disciplined when it comes to our skill sets or our hobbies in some way. It could also have affected the younger sibling and maybe even the father. There could have been some attention that he needed or that your siblings needed. There could have been some sort of drama here. Jupiter transiting the fifth offers a ton of creativity and inspiration. This, you know, depending on the chart, it could have either really enhanced fun and romance. <laughs> it could have also maybe brought a little bit of confusion um, at some points in time. But overall for Scorpio, this has been an amazing year for spirituality, spiritual development, creativity, and also figuring out what the future looks like, what the path forward looks like. There could have also been some shifts in friendship as well. But with K2 transiting the 12th and Rahu transiting the 6th, this is a very, very spiritualizing connection. And as I mentioned earlier, there could have been a ton of travel or, you know, it could have been physical travel, but it could have also been like reading books or taking lessons online and kind of moving through ethereal spaces doesn't need to be literal travel moving through time and space um, but there also needs to be an emphasis on health and wellness with this it may have brought some health issues to the forefront for Scorpio to look at but highly spiritualizing time and also the ability to overcome any health issue Sagittarius having Saturn in the second oh my gosh for so long this could have put an extra emphasis on wealth money finances resources it could have also gotten you to reevaluate your diet eating um, 
making you be a little bit more disciplined perhaps in these areas of life with Jupiter transiting the fourth this could have certainly put an emphasis on home land real estate property vehicles there may have been some sort of significant change transformation um redecorating reorganizing but it could have even meant some sort of move in some way with Rahu and Ketu transiting the fifth and the eleventh this is actually kind of fun you know I kind of like this transit I like the fifth eleventh axis <laughs> it can bring about fun romance um new ideas feeling creative the one thing is that it can disrupt the relationship with children it can also disrupt the relationship with friends there could be some sort of change but friends from the past could come in or past life connections could come in so it's a time for Sagittarius to learn really who they want to invest their time in when it comes to their companionship and their company and that's a really good thing so you know, a lot around friends and social circles and um, the creativity and expression and maybe even speculation or investments. Capricorn. If you are a Capricorn, Sagittarius, or Aquarius moon, you have been in Sati Sati for the last year. Moving into January, Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces will be in Sati Sati. But just a reminder that if you do have moon in Capricorn, this has been a big year for you because you've been in that Sati Sati period. Big time of, of change and pressure and feeling responsibility and needing to take life seriously. But it's also this opportunity to master something, to become a specialist in some way. So take advantage of it. You're still in Sati Sati, Capricorn, for the next two and a half years. <laughs> but anyway... For Capricorn, this could have been a year where you're needing to figure it out, like what is important when it comes to relationships and your work and your time and your investments. Like what is your life going to be? Our life is literally what we invest our time in and the habits that we participate in. <clears throat> this is what Capricorn's been figuring out. And it could, again, it could feel like a pressure. It could feel like a weight, but ultimately it's going to feel like a massive relief when you figure it all out. But big year for Capricorn, identity shifts. Jupiter transiting the third. I actually really like this. This can bring about some really sweet relationships, some good friendships, some connections, maybe learning a new skill or a new hobby, putting you in the spotlight also as a teacher or influencer in some way. That's definitely a possibility. Maybe just feeling ultimately more creative. And there could also be a lot of travel, tons of travel with this placement is possible. Rahu transiting the fourth, K2 transiting the 10th, shifts and changes with career, maybe some issues when it comes to authority figures or power dynamics in some way. Rahu in the fourth can shake up the home life. There could have been some sort of change or transformation in the home life. Maybe you're wanting to move. Maybe you're wanting to redecorate in some way. It could also mean a new vehicle. Aquarius, Saturn transiting the 12th. Oh my gosh, it's almost over. Bringing back things from the past, maybe even making you feel stuck in the past, <laughs> having to look at your habits and uh, thought processes, negative beliefs, whatever it may be, limiting beliefs. Saturn is going to move on to your ascendant. I think it's going to bring so much more power for you to move forward, but it could have felt, you know, like there was a lot coming up. Things come up for a reason. They come up for us to heal them and let them go. And that's really, you know, been a thing for Aquarius. It could have also been around wealth, finances, money, needing to be really responsible and pragmatic when it comes to wealth. Jupiter in the second, same thing. Definitely. It could have brought a focus to money and developing money. Again, for Aquarius specifically, I imagine that this year definitely uh, brought about some discipline, some needing to be disciplined in this area. 
With Rahu and Ketu transiting the third and ninth, this puts an emphasis on learning, exploring. Maybe you felt called to go back to school or learn something new, pick up a new hobby, take a new course in some way. This is a mystical transit. I love this transit also. Um, but it definitely, it can bring back teachers from the past. It could bring past life karmic matters up with teachers it could definitely bring a desire to travel and explore and again learning stepping into the position of teacher or influencer was big for Aquarius too Pisces Saturn in the 10th wow or excuse me, the 11th. This is big for your social circle, your friendships, your connections, learning who you really want to invest in when it comes to your friends. And this could also bring up some karmic matters involving relationship with friends. And the 11th house is also your hopes and wishes, dreams for the future. It's time for Pisces to be practical and serious and pragmatic in 2022 about what they want to create. Jupiter on the Ascendant, it's helping Pisces expand and shine, stand out as a teacher, really getting in tune with they, what they want in life, right? What their dreams are, what they're manifesting. It puts this huge emphasis on the self. Rahu in the second, K2 in the eighth. This can put an emphasis on wealth and money, and it also brings about immense change and transformation, maybe some sudden ups and downs in some way. Also, there needs to be special attention paid to the diet as well. And so that is the 12 zodiac signs in a nutshell. Keep in mind that any transit I discussed about Saturn, Saturn will enter Aquarius in January. Jupiter will stay in Pisces until April. Rahu and Ketu will stay in Aries and Libra until November of 2023. So have that on your radar. Anything I said for Jupiter is applicable until April. Anything that I mentioned for Rahu and K2 is applicable until um, November of 2023. So that was the year at a very small glance <laughs> for each of the 12 zodiac signs. And we'll do the same thing when we're looking at 2023 um, and the year ahead. But this was just to recap, right? Trying to get your mind moving, trying to get the reflection going, just kind of looking at the past year, seeing if it resonates, which of course I'm sure it does. Vedic astrology tends to do that. Um, but just kind of taking a moment. And if you are wanting to follow along, if you're wanting to write these questions down for later, you may go ahead and grab a notepad and pen to get started. <laughs> and before we do, before we really think about things for 2022, Taking a moment to think about your day-to-day -day life. What makes it magical? Where if there was this thing that ceased to be, that life would lose some of its magic and some of its spark. Something we might take for granted. And for me... This is going to sound so silly, but a huge pleasure is getting to wake up and go to my fridge and have iced coffee. <laughs> it's amazing that I get to do that every single day. I have access to amazing fresh cold brew coffee. If I didn't have it every day, the day would lose some of its luster. Sometimes I quit coffee and I do mud water and I ice that. But regardless, it's my iced morning drink that is very special. I think about my dog 
and my cat. Some days, my cat is very aloof. She doesn't make herself as known as my dog, Madu. And some days I wake up and I move throughout my day without even really acknowledging her. And she'll be on my bed or she'll come hang out on my kitchen sink while I wash the dishes or she'll just kind of be hanging out in the room with me. And when I kennel her and I come home like a few days before I pick her up, I really notice her absence. And so it makes me realize just how much more I need to appreciate her in my space. When it comes to people, my best friend who I get a text from every morning and who we bounce ideas off of and we're, you know, collaborators in so many different ways. Sometimes I take them, maybe, maybe I take them a little bit for granted sometimes. It's so special, right? So special to have clean water. So special to have people in my life who care about me. So special to have a safe home, to get to do things for fun, you know, to have time for pleasure. And so just kind of taking a moment to really think about the magic in your life and write down two to three things, just taking some time to really generate that feeling of gratitude. What made it special this year? (laughs) And then the first official question of 2022, what was an unexpected change? that happened and what is a lesson from that I think that so many things don't go as planned (laughs) and now that you're on the other side of that you know what did you learn from it what wisdom can you derive from it to move forward How do you handle yourself when unexpected things arise? It's just a moment of contemplation. For the second question, what unexpected blessings came into your life? And for some of you, some of the unexpected blessings may overlap with the unexpected changes, but in case they didn't, taking time to think about some of the blessings that came in. And it could have been a course, a class, something you learned. It could be a person that came in. It could be a pet that came in, a home, you know, maybe you took a really amazing, beautiful trip that you weren't necessarily anticipating, or you just saw this really spectacular sunset that inspired all of this poetry and art. (laughs) There may have been something that changed or occurred unexpectedly that ended up being a blessing. You know, it could have been a conception, (laughs) having babies, you know, who knows? But just taking time to reflect. And also remembering that blessings can be unexpected. And so as we move into 2023, just remembering that something can come at any moment. Something sweet can come at any moment that changes how we experience the world how we view things. The third question, it's one of my favorite questions. What are the two absolute best moments of 2022? What were two of the most amazing, mind-blowing, inspiring, (laughs) awesome 
moments. And what did you feel? What did you feel while you were experiencing those moments? And the next question is, how can you create more of those moments in 2023? What do you need to do? Who do you need to spend time with? What do you need to invest in? What needs to happen in order to experience more moments like that and invite more of them in? Question number five. What could we have done better? What could we have done better in 2022? Just really taking time to feel into that. What could have been improved? How could we have handled things better? What could we have integrated more or you know, acted more wisely in? And is it possible to find so much compassion and appreciation and love for that space? And then offering ourselves forgiveness for what we may not have done the best at in 2022. And as we move forward into 2023, how can we do better? You know, what can we focus on? It's so good to reflect on how we can improve and know that we have the capacity to improve and that these lessons, they happen so that we can do better, so that we can grow, so that we can evolve. And and we'll talk about this a little bit more in a moment, but hold on to that. (laughs) The final, final question is that if you can summarize your entire 2022 into one word, what would it be? Me and my best friend sat and we talked about this. We had so much fun. And his was retrieval. And I'll let him share more of that if we collaborate on a podcast together. But his was retrieval. Mine was decloaking. And I would like to read you the definition of decloak. I'm getting my phone. I thought it was so interesting. Decloaking is to become visible again. By turning off a cloaking device. (laughs) Hold on. There was one other definition that I really, really liked. To become visible again. To remove background stains. (laughs) My year was decloaking in so many different ways. I would absolutely love to hear yours. Don't forget that you can leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to talk about some of this in your review, share your word. I would love that on Instagram. I'd love it. I want to hear it all. So those are some questions to contemplate and kind of going back to the lessons, right? The unexpected things that happened, the unexpected blessings that happened, the things that may not have gone our way the extraordinary moments that no one could actually predict, you know, as nuanced and specific for your life. When we look at our year as a whole, we moved through the unexpected. We got through the losses and the disappointments and the difficulties. Maybe we're still kind of integrating it. But what we can do with that knowledge moving into 2023 is that if something 
happens. If something unexpected happens, if something difficult happens, if there's an unexpected change, we've done it before. We've moved through it before. How can we take our knowledge and our wisdom and our trust in ourselves to know that when these inevitable changes happen, when these inevitable unexpected events occur, we've done it and we can continue to move through it. We can continue to hold ourselves in grace and in fortitude and we can continue to trust that no matter what happens, we have got it. We've got our own back. We're going to be able to manage it with intelligence. And even looking at the blessings, right? Being open to pivot, being open to receive, being willing to let things change. And I just want to say right now, it's like 5.49 PM while I record this and the sky is like pink and blue and it's unbelievably beautiful. And it's kind of chilly outside. <laughs> the sky is like painting my walls pink. It's absolutely gorgeous. I just wanted to share it. Something, something that happened on Instagram, I was asking y'all, I was like, what are y'all, belie- what are y'all leaving behind in 2022? And so many people responded with, you know, lack of faith in myself, lack of courage. I'm leaving behind not prioritizing myself or I'm leaving behind the fear that inhibits me from doing what I want or from following my passion. And so when I really think about it, I'm like, okay, people are leaving behind fear. This is a huge thing that's come up. It's a huge thing. It's fear. We're leaving behind in 2022. What are we afraid of? Typically, I think that fear, what is behind fear, is an attachment. We are attached to an outcome. We are attached to an identity. We are attached to a state of being. But when we're no longer afraid to release parts of our identity, or we're no longer afraid to release an outcome, or release an attachment. You know, if, if fear is no longer the motivating factor, we find ourselves in complete freedom. You know, when we release ourselves from attachment, and that's what the spiritual practice is all about. It's releasing ourselves from the attachment to the fruits of our action, but instead focusing on the action itself and being courageous in that. And that is dharmic. Right, Dharma is the way my teacher describes it is it's acting in alignment with divine will. A way that I like to describe it for people is Dharma is using your natural born skill set for the greater good of yourself in your life and also for the greater collective. It's to serve and to support the community. And so when we have a skill and we have a gift and we're not using it, we're not serving anybody, we have to use our gifts and we have to be courageous in that. We have to be courageous in our action. There's going to be failures. There's going to be unexpected events. There are going to be things that pivot. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter so long as we're staying true to ourself and staying courageous in that. We can't allow fear to motivate our relationships. We can't let fear motivate our work, where we live, you know, what we're doing. There's a practical 
there's there's a practical way of viewing the world, right? But then there's also the underlying fear that's driving us. It's so important to distinguish between the two. But what I'm really, really encouraging all of us, including myself, because I definitely have attachments, <laughs> I definitely let fear get in the way sometimes, is that we have to take advantage of this Rahu energy in Aries. You know, Saturn's going to move into Aquarius. We have to take advantage of this amazing energy and be really bold and courageous in what we're wanting to create. And in order to be bold and courageous, we have to truly forgive ourselves for what we've done. We have to truly take responsibility for what we can do better. When we place the blame on everything else, you know, if we look at our state of life and we blame our state of life on everything else, we're giving all of our power away. When we stand firmly in ourselves and say, I choose this every day. I choose my relationships. I choose my job. I choose how I spend my time. I choose my habits. I choose all of this. I am the creator of my life. When we take that full responsibility and we're courageous, we can take the ownership. That's when everything changes. And we have complete, you know, we get to decide where we move and what we do. And it's also really important to remember that you, where you are, have amazing gifts to offer the world and we need your uniqueness and it is a disservice to contain yourself so please do move forward courageously and boldly and without fear the final thing that i'll say on this podcast is thank you all so much for your vulnerability and for having me in this space there are people who have been listening for a really long time and there are people who get on Instagram and they share their hearts. I'll open a question and people will be so honest and so real and so raw and just so vulnerable. And it's so cherished. And just thank you so much for investing the time. Thank you for supporting this platform for another year. Thank you for supporting me. And I hope that it continues to serve you well for another year to come. And this community is so important to me. It means so much to get to show up every week. And I've mentioned this before. When I first started this podcast, I didn't expect anybody to listen. And so it's a miracle every week when anyone finds any value in it. And so, again, I hope to continue serving. I hope that it serves you well. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in 2023 as we look at the events to come and do some new year intention setting. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. If you would like to have weekly horoscopes, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. My Instagram is astrologynow underscore podcast. And please do leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps me, helps Astrology Now, helps everyone all around. <laughs> Again, this is Astrology Now. See you all next week.